Pastor Xavier Reese with an important reminder of what's still to come. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before Yahweh the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land, which went up in smoke of a furnace. He knew the cities had been judged, that God would be just. Amazing. Do you realize judgment is coming? Do you realize the Lord is coming? Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. The argument is usually, how can a loving God condemn people to hell? But the question that should be asked is, how could a righteous God accept sinners? Pastor Xavier tells us the answer. It's grace. And even in the midst of the most despicable circumstances, God's grace is available to all who would accept it. That's the lesson he shares with us as we go to Genesis chapter 19 for today's important study, Judgment Visited on Sodom. Let's listen. The judgment of Sodom is given to us in a threefold process. Verse 1 through 11, we have the visitation of Sodom by the two angels. Verse 12 through 15, the denunciation of Sodom by the two angels. And in verse 16 through 29, the expulsion of Lot from Sodom by the two angels. The encounter with Lot in verse 1, the two are identified as angels and they're also identified as men, if you will take note. The word for angel simply means messenger, angels who took on the form of men. Notice Lot rose to greet them, prostrating himself as Abraham is the very same word, to prostrate oneself in respect. But what a great difference between these two men. Abraham, a man of faith, Lot, a man of flesh. Lot was warm. He said, here, now my lords, Adonai, please turn to your servants and uh, spend the night. He was caring and wash your feet, refreshing themselves. He was encouraging, then you may rise up early and go on your way. Lot was refused. They said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square without doubt to test Lot to see if he would pursue them, but also perhaps that they might observe the nightlife to confirm the judgment of God. God said, I must come down and see their cry of sin. Now, notice Lot insisted strongly. The hospitality was like Abraham, but for a re- different reason. Lot knew the depravity of Sodom. The motivation is totally different. Now notice Lot finally convinced them. So they turned into him. They entered the house, made him a feast, he baked him unleavened bread, and they ate. You see, you can call yourself a Christian, but is your home being run by biblical principles? Or are you a Christian and living under the worldly principles? Then you're carnal. You must make that examination. Now, the arrival of the men of Sodom at the house of Lot is given to us. Just before they lay down, the men of Sodom came, both old and young, mark it well. All the people from every quarter surrounding the house, even those who were not homosexuals. So the, the homosexuals are mentioned by the content, but not everyone was a homosexual. Notice they brazenly asked Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Their objective was to get to the two men in Lot's house. They were demanding Lot, bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. The word to know them is sexual intimacy. And of course, there are men, it would be a homosexual encounter. The courage of Lot is displayed here. You have to give him credit. He goes outside, he shuts the door behind him in verse six. 
He pleads with them not to commit such an act. Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. He identifies the act as wicked, and he tries to identify as brethren. He lives there. Lot attempts to dissuade them by offering us two virgin daughters. Appalling as a father that I would even read something like this. Lot felt responsible for the protection of those under his roof as the custom was of the day. Only do nothing to these men. For this reason, they have come under my shadow of my roof. And you were duty bound to protect those visitors at the stake of your own life. But to offer your daughters is a bit too much. Unexcusable. Notice in verse 9. They were aggressive, ridiculing him. Stand back. Lot was viewed as a worse offender for attempting to stop these homosexuals from achieving their gang rape. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. They were going to trample over Lot to get to the two. Verse 10 and 11, the rescue of Lot by the angels is given to us. The men who were angels here reached out by their hands and pulled Lot into the house and shut the door. Lot was being rescued by the angel, but he had been rescued once already, remember, by Abraham when he was taken captive by the four kings of the east. The angel struck the men at the doorway of the house with blindness, small and great. They were so driven in their lust for these men that they became weary trying to find the door. Notice that. Exhausting themselves trying to find the door. There you are as a perfect slave. You will do anything. Can you imagine being blinded? By these angels, and they are so set in their way that nothing stops or deters them. Now notice the denunciation of Sodom. Verse 12 and 13, the angels uh, command the lot to leave Sodom. He was to gather family and others, uh, anyone he knew, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, whatever, in the city, and to leave the place. He was to know the city would be destroyed. Listen, for we will destroy this place because the outcry against him has grown great before the face of the Yahweh. And Yahweh has sent us to destroy it. The outcry against them has grown great, present tense. The man Lot, in desperation, attempted to warn the, about the impending destruction. Lot went out and he spoke to his son-in-law in verse 14. Get up. Get out of this place, for the Lord Yahweh will destroy the city. But to his son-in-law, he seemed to be joking. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry Lot, perhaps in frustration of those who did not believe, was looking, waiting, hoping that they'd show up. They didn't. And so Lot then was personally commanded by the angels, Arise, take your wife, your two daughters, who are here. The time had come. These are the only ones who exited Sodom. Lot, his wife, his two daughters. And so Lot was warned by the angels of the potential of perishing if he was not out of the city. Listen, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. The warning was no idle threat. The warning was absolute truth. You must flee from the wrath to come. In view of the coming judgment of the world, we as believers have an awesome responsibility to warn others of that judgment and make it effective by our lifestyle. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.11, our passion is is evident by our salvation from the wrath to come. He says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We present the gospel with passion that people might flee from the wrath to come. We're to give an answer to every man for the reason of the hope that lies in us with meekness and fear. Our answer should be biblical and in humility, 1 Peter 3.15. Our lives are to be the ultimate evidence. Listen to 1 Peter 2.12. 
having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. The teaching of both Scripture and the history of man is that man does not believe that God is going to judge the world. In fact, they reject that message, which is the gospel. Listen to the warning of 2 Peter 3, 1 to 2. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I steer you up a pure mind and by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and the commandments of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he qualifies the authority of what is said. Then the rejection is given in verse 3 through 6. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, strong desires, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, willfully, not ignorantly. They willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world then was existed, perish, being flooded with water. So they know about the flood, but they reject the flood. They know it was judgment, but they explain it some other way. And then the reality is given in verse 7 and 8 of 2 Peter 3. Listen. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved for the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. In other words, this is what he's saying. Whether he comes back in your lifetime or mine, doesn't matter. He's coming, and judgment is coming. Don't worry about the time. We believe it soon, but if we're wrong, it doesn't matter. It's going to come. It is certain. And the fire he takes all the way to the end of the thousand-year reign, that's when it happens. So he goes from the second coming all the way to the end of the millennial kingdom in this statement without making a distinction in it. Now, the wrath of God is on every sinner who has not repented from their sins and their lives have not been transformed by being born again. John 3.16 is the classic message. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever, that's anybody, male, female, heterosexual, homosexual, druggy, drunkard, whatever, whosoever, I presume we all qualify. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. Listen fornication, uncleanness, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Remember? We were all right there. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, Paul says, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Listen, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, whom delivered us from the wrath to come. What's coming is wrath. The denunciation of Sodom by the two angels was most serious. Most serious. Notice finally in verses 16 through 29, the expulsion of Lot from Sodom by the two angels. Verses 16 to 22, the evacuation of Lot from Sodom had come. The angels forced Lot out of Sodom in verse 16. Lot was procrastinating, and while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, the hands of his two daughters. Lot was experiencing mercy. 
the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city, literally in the mercy and gentleness of Yahweh to him. Mercy is less than we deserve. If God gave you and I what we deserve, we'd be dead. Crispy critters, gone. Verse 17, the angel's instruction, the law was specific. The privilege, notice. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. The particular dangers are given. Do not look behind you or stay anywhere in the plain. And the word plain means circle or round district, the area of the cities. The place of protection, escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Very clear, very straightforward instructions. The angels witness the lack of faith in Lot in verse 18 to 20. Notice, Lot pleaded with the angels. Then Lot said to them, please, no, my lords. God had delivered Lot, but he didn't trust him to protect him in the mountains. Listen to him. Indeed, now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. I cannot. This is a statement of a carnal Christian. They're the focus. They're always dependent on themselves. They're not trusting God for things. Lot was looking to his own abilities. Notice Lot thought he knew better regarding his protection. See now, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Zoar means small. Stop and think about this. He knows that. Severe judgment is about to be poured out, and Lot is haggling with this guy. Where to go? The angels gave allowance to the petition of Lot in verse 21 and 22. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will not overthrow the city for which you have spoken. The word favor means to lift up the face, approving the petition. Someone comes, bows themselves, petition, you lift up their face in approval. Yes. The urgency and protection is declared. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city is called Zoar. God had been faithful to rescue Lot and those who responded as righteous. He, his wife, two daughters. God had been true to the perfect justice of his judgment that he told Abraham. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was at the door. Look at verse 23 through 6. The time of the judgment is clear. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then Yahweh the Lord rained brimstone and fire in Sodom and Gomorrah from Yahweh from heaven. The object of judgment is Sodom and Gomorrah. Very specific here. The source of judgment is Yahweh. The method was fire and brimstone. This is the first time fire is mentioned in the Bible and it's identified with judgment. Very important. The southwest corner of the Dead Sea are great mountains of, of rock salt, 700 feet high, five miles long, which cannot be explained through normal evaporation. It is believed the Son of Gomorrah are buried in the south end of the Dead Sea there, 10 to 15 feet deep, and they've been found. God warned Israel about the cursing that would come upon them if they left him. Listen to it. The whole land is brimstone, salt, and burning. It is not sown, nor does it bear 
nor does any grass grow there like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath. Deuteronomy 29, 23. The badness of Lot's wife is incredible. Listen, verse 26. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. The wife of Lot disobeyed the command of the angel. The wife of Lot had her heart in Sodom. And that's the problem with a lot of Christians. They're running the race looking back. The world. <laughs> my baseball cards. Oh, my, my TV. Oh. Amazing. Do you realize judgment is coming? You realize the Lord is coming? You realize everything is going to burn up? Verse 27 to 29. Abraham witnessed the judgment. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before Yahweh the Lord. The new day had changed nothing. He knew Yahweh was just. He stood confident as he had spoken to Yahweh. The perception of Abraham in verse 28. Then he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land of the plain. And he saw and behold the smoke of the land which went up in smoke of a furnace. He knew the cities had been judged. He didn't know if Lot had escaped, but he knew that God would be just. So when people try to corner you, well, how about the children? How about the good? You know, hey, God is just. How about you? You've heard the gospel. Now you have greater accountability. Forget them. Worry about you. You won't have to give an account for them, but you'll have to give an account for you. God will hold you responsible for what you have heard. The commentary on the just judgment of God is given to us in verse 29. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out in the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. God heard the intercession of Abraham. He remembered Abraham, his intercession. May God give us a heart to intercede for our friends, our loved ones, our children, our wives, our husbands, who are still not saved, straddling the fence. Intercession. God judged the cities. Ezekiel 32, 30 says, God looked for a man to stand, to stand in the gap that he should not destroy the land, but he found none. None at all. Listen to Jeremiah, just one of them, 23, 14. Also, I've seen the horrible things in the prophets of Jerusalem. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They also strengthen the hands of the evildoers so that no one turns from his wickedness. All of them are like Sodom to me and her inhabitants like Gomorrah. In an article on, uh, on Sodom and Gomorrah rediscovered, listen, visits to each location with the subsequent finding of the city turned to ash and many sulfur balls, brimstone in the King James Version of the Bible provides confirmation. A worker picked up a chunk of wall and easily crushed it. Hundreds of sulfur balls were found and collected. On two occasions, the investigation team entered the cities after the rainfall. The glass surrounding the balls glistened in the light. The rain having exposed millions of the balls, the balls themselves were composed of pressed pure powder sulfur. Checking with volcanic experts around the world confirmed that nowhere else in the world, even around volcanic activity, 
were any balls of this composition found. When the balls were found or fell from heaven, they were estimated to be around 5,000 degrees Celsius or around 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. After consuming everything that was around them, the heat continued to melt the ash that had formed around them, verifying turning to glass the ash. Thus, the balls were surrounded by a glassy casing of melted and re-solidified ash. Coincidence? I don't think so. The greatest authority on the judgment of the world is Jesus. Listen to his words in Luke 17, 26 through 30. Jesus used both the day of Noah and Lot's as a characterization for the days of his coming and his return. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed." Two obvious judgments. Life as usual. Oh, come on. Everything's going well. We're coming around the corner. Stock market's going up. Hey, we're doing well. You're fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. No, we're in trouble. Jesus said that it would be more tolerable for Sodom at the judgment day than for those cities that rejected the ultimate revelation of the Son in Matthew 10, 11, Mark 6, Luke 10, many other portions. To those much is given, much is required. He's the ultimate light. Now, the Lord has made a way of escape for Christians from wrath through salvation. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever, whoever responds to the gospel will be saved. We are not appointed to wrath but to salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, So we can escape wrath while we're here through salvation, believing and trusting Christ to forgive us and to change our lives. You cannot remain a fornicator, a drunkard, an extortioner, idolater, homosexual. You must be transformed. Lot was carnal, living for himself. Now the Lord Jesus has promised to remove us prior to the pouring out of the wrath on the world. Uh, first mentioned this in John 14, 3. He tells the disciples to stop being afraid. If they believe in God, they believe also in him. In the Father's house were many mansions. If it weren't so, he would have told them, I go to prepare a place for you, where I am, there you may be also, and I will come back to receive you to myself. That's a distinction between coming back with the church to himself, the rapture. And as you know, in Luke 21, 36, he says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. It's the only gospel that tells you to pray and watch that you'll be worthy to escape. Why? Because Luke wrote to the Gentiles. Matthew wrote to the Jews. They're going to go through tribulation. Real simple. The expulsion of Lot from Sodom by the two angels was most expedient. You know, the text speaks for itself very, very clearly. It is not targeting anybody but sin. All sin brings forth death. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to be born again and flee the wrath to come. The judgment of Sodom was realized by these threefold process. The visitation of Sodom by the two angels was most grievous. The denunciation of Sodom by the two angels was most serious. 
and the expulsion of Lot from Sodom by the two angels was most expedient. And may I say that it's most expedient for you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, that you flee to him to escape the wrath to come and that you be saved and changed by the grace and love of God. Pastor Xavier Reese with an invitation to receive God's greatest gift. And you can pick up a copy of today's captivating message, Judgment Visited on Sodom. It's available on CD for just $4. Now this also includes what Pastor Xavier talked about the last time we were together. The title to ask for once again is Judgment Visited on Sodom. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please, be sure and mention the call letters of this station when you do get in touch. Well, what happens to our decision-making process when we take our eyes off the Lord? That's our focus next time we join Pastor Xavier Reese right here on the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com